1: We are we not like only to talk. yeah exactly. We're not like only going to be talking on our own podcast, but we've got some cool guest things coming up. Some of them we can't even share yet. Yeah, working but, on those. Those are TBD. But in this case, I'm not talking about guests on this podcast. Though we do have some people kind of earmarked to have on. We're talking about us being other cool places. Yeah, agreed. Which is very very fun. We're looking for a fun podcast, to guest on. You guys have had a few recommendations. Thank you for those. We we continue to welcome those podcasts. You think it would be cool to have us on there? Yeah. Thanks for the reminder but, there uh, to everybody. Yeah. But we are looking to be other places. So so that's very cool. And speaking of that, this weekend, something totally new and different. Uh, podcast very much so. one is a contact with this uh, Bubba's Exotic Motorsports. That's right. I'm going to rewind that. Bubba's Exotic Motorsports, which it may be. You just be, wanted to say that again. I can that tell. may be my favorite shop name ever. They're down in Florida <laughs> and they do a Facebook live hosted podcast that is early Saturday mornings. Right, right. 9 a.m. Eastern. And it's live, which means you and I will be up, well, far before we should be talking pretty
0: early earlier than i usually drink my coffee as a matter
1: of fact we'll be up at that hour when my son comes in talking i ask him to please not talk yet that's the hour we'll be up every morning yes every morning every single morning i kind of thought so yeah so we'll be up he's got a switch on his back somewhere doesn't he just to he is honestly i stand by the comment my son is c-3po you turn him he turns on in the morning and he powers off when he goes to bed And between that it is constant chatter it really is constant chatter it's something to behold. It is. It's, it's kind of shocking. And, and I, yeah. who can talk like crazy, you will see me sit in silence more around my son than any other time in my life. It's because it's, he's taking all the air. All <laughs> of the air is being used in his little lungs, which is everyone. great. But anyway, but we will be on uh, with the Bubba's Exotic Motorsports guys uh, early Saturday morning. So that is a 9 a.m. on their Facebook page. And I'll be really honest with you. We have no idea what to expect. <laughs> we have no idea. We're just, it, it's live. Agreeds. It's different. It's yeah. a new place. It's, everything about it is different than we normally do. We're just excited to, to be on somewhere else. And we've got other really cool ones coming up. We'll keep sharing that.
0: Yeah, definitely. We'll keep you posted. Uh, before we get to much to talk about mm-hmm. that involves Ford, <laughs>
1: <laughs> honestly, lots to honestly, discuss Honestly, before we even asked for questions... So many of you sent private emails and Facebook messages about the Ford thing, and it was like, clearly, we're going to discuss Ford. And I said
0: that on Facebook. We're going to get there. Yes, we're going to talk about Ford. Not in an effort to preempt anybody, but just so you know, we're going to get there. Before I do, though, I do want to tell you that season one and two television seasons are available on Amazon Prime now, Mm -hmm. and the 50 Years of the 9 11 film, which was our first feature length film back in 2013. You know it from yeah. Velocity when it played on Velocity Channel in mm-hmm. 2014. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's available on Amazon as a Blu-ray, but then also on Vimeo. Mm-hmm. But Amazon Prime, we continue to hear from you guys, and that is, is that great. is the best Thank place to syndicate content. You like pulling that even on mm-hmm. an airplane with airplane Wi-Fi. You're pulling from Amazon Prime, which is great. Yeah, it's very cool. And so those, uh, those two seasons and that film, the other three films will be available soon, mm-hmm. and we'll announce those when those are available on Amazon Prime. So that's coming, and then also this year's annual trip, the mm-hmm. driving trip to Germany and Belgium, that is called Pilgrimage 2018. You're all invited. I keep saying <laughs> yes, that, but are, check out all sure. the details. It's going to be incredible trip. It is Spa Francochamp and the Ring, the, Nür- yeah. the Nürburgring Nordschleife, and we put you in cars. It's going to be so much driving. The two museums mm-hmm. in Stuttgart, Porsche and Mercedes. Mm-hmm. It's coming. Go to everydaydriver.com slash adventures. You can find that adventures tab right there on the, yeah. on the website and find it. Get all your frequently asked questions. Email us if you want to find out more information. We'd love to
1: have you. That's excellent. Uh, while we're here, I should do a, uh, a public service announcement for our friends that are not in the U.S. or U.K. Sure. If you're not on, in one of those places, and I'm including, by the way, Canada. I mean, come on. We don't have to do anything weird for Canada. We just post the video. But we can't post on Amazon Canada. And many of you have asked. So if you're not in U.S. or U.K. and you can't get Amazon Prime, I will let you know again, all of our TV stuff is available on Vimeo. I know that's not as easy access as Amazon. We're aware of that, which is why we're on Amazon now. Yes. But Vimeo, for the moment, is our international uh, catch-all. So if you are overseas, you want to see all this TV content we've been doing, it is on Vimeo. It will keep being on Vimeo, just so you know. Mm -hmm. So that is the way anybody can get that content. Our patrons actually get that content earlier and in some cases at some levels for free. But if you're anywhere in the world and you want to see this TV show, Vimeo is your resource. Uh, you can get to that from our, uh, our website as well. There's links from the season two page, season one page, two, two for that matter, mm-hmm. and all yes. the films are there. So yes. we, you do have a way to get there if you can't do Amazon. We do want you guys to still have access. So that's happening as well. We have uh, two cool car debates. before. Uh, we're going to do the Ford thing. Yes, we are. I hear you. We're <laughs> going to do the Ford thing. shortly. But uh, Gerard is writing to us from L.A., and we also have uh, Seth writing to us, former FRS owner, has an interesting Interesting car debate coming up as well. And then there are many, many questions. Yes. But half the questions were, guys, what's (laughs) up with Ford? If you haven't heard,
0: Ford is going to be discontinuing its small car lineup in North America. So they have announced that they will stop selling the Fiesta, the Focus, and the Fusion in North America... And the Taurus. If and it's the not, Taurus as yeah. well, yes. it's,
1: it's not just small sedans. It's we don't like cars is the, is the over, yeah. overarching message here. Pretty
0: much. They have confirmed the current Taurus will end production March 2019. Mm-hmm. The North American market Fiesta production will cease May 2019. Mm-hmm. And then we don't have a timeline for fusion production. Anything else is, is still be TBD. Mm-hmm. The Mustang will remain as is the Focus active CUV. It's the Focus
1: Crosstrek. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. I mean, actually. Subaru has made the Crosstrek, yeah, which is the slightly lifted, it. little bit rubberized fendered version of the Impreza wagon. That's what the Crosstrek is. And, and, and they sell those like crazy. I swear, forget Subaru being the official car of Utah for a minute. The Crosstrek is quickly becoming the – that model is quickly yeah, becoming, <laughs> becoming the official car of <laughs> that Utah. particular it's model. It's almost as many – I see almost as many of those as I do Outbacks. And Outbacks are practically being handed out at the border here in Utah. So, yeah, they the, hand out cash in Alaska at the border. They do, and the here Paribane. they hand out Subarus. Yes. But anyway, so the Crosstrek is wildly successful for Subaru. And I have to think that Ford looked at that and went, huh, it's almost an SUV. So that'll be the version we get of the Focus, which is bizarre. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, of course, they can't kill the Mustang. I think there would probably be riots, and there would be torches and pitch, pitchforks. So they are keeping the Mustang, but, but here's the thing. All of the cars are vanishing yeah. from the Ford lineup in the yeah, U.S. Yeah, no I'm kidding. And you know, I actually wonder, because the Fusion's dying, does that kill, not that we're going to mourn the loss, but does that kill the MKZ over at Lincoln?
0: Well, as a matter of fact, I'm glad you brought that up because Lincoln is saying they're committed to sedans. Yeah, they have to have sedans if they're going to do anything suicide door related for <laughs> any future product lineup.
1: The suicide door navigator. Uh, would you buy that car? I would. No, I wouldn't put it Who past them. Who would buy though. that car? Probably many people. Can you imagine Lincoln as only selling SUVs and
0: CUVs? Can you picture that? I'm I'm asking everybody, and it Almost. might be rhetorical. Almost can actually, but. Maybe it's a good thing for them. Maybe not. Hmm. Now, there's a number of car companies, and I want to touch on this. First of all, the CEO of Ford, Jim Hackett, has said, we're committed to taking appropriate actions to drive profitable growth and maximize the blah, blah, blah.
1: They're going where the money's at. The transfer is people are buying CUVs. We're only going to make CUVs. Oh, yeah, that's right. We should keep making the Mustang.
0: And, boy, are trucks profitable. Mm -hmm. Man, did I take home a lot of money last year. Yeah. Man, let's keep doing
1: that. More of that, For please. sure. For sure. That's exactly what they're doing.
0: So, yes, but we have to go back to the heady days of 1999 Ooh. when the Ford Excursion was introduced. Mm-hmm. 99 to 05, I think it was. And Bill Ford got up and said, man, we're going to keep building cars that are you know great for our customers. And then everybody realized that not everybody needs an 11,000 towing pound capacity nine-person <laughs> gigantic city bus with a Ford name on it with... Econoline van taillights and, yeah, you know, yeah. it, it was just such a parts car. It was huge and awesome and great and about 10% of the buyers bought that thing. Yeah. Now here we are in the days of gas prices when there isn't a glut. Gas prices are, as a matter of fact, going back up. They're to going the other yeah. direction yeah, kind been, yeah. of right now. Mm-hmm. And we kind of see mm-hmm. that going up in the future. And everybody else going to smaller cars, smaller engines, the high-strung yeah. turbocharged engines – and yeah. here it is. Ford is leaving the cars behind.
1: Yes. Interesting. Yes, I agree with that. But at the same time, the F one fifty sells without anybody worrying about it, so that doesn't matter. Yes. The with Ford two point seven liter turbo engine. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They sell no matter what. Yeah. But the only market that is really growing is that small five seat uh, CUV SUV. So okay, they're chasing the money. I I see the logic here because of one thing. Tauruses. The, the, think about the cars they're killing here okay. Tauruses, Fiestas, Focus, and uh, Fusion. None of those are really rental fleet cars.
0: No, no. So when
1: you think about GM and Dodge, the Charger, big rental fleet car. The Challenger is a halfway decent rental fleet car. Mm-hmm. The Malibu over at Chevy, rental fleet car. The, the cars that are surviving, if you will, are all rental cars. So my wonder, my my curiosity here is what happens, and is there going to be a shift in rental car fleets where they want small CUVs? Well, but for the moment, I can see the yeah. I can see the financial benefit of GM and Dodge continuing to make sedans, and I don't believe for a second it's because our customers want these. No, the rental fleets are, and and the you know the uh, security forces and your local police department. All of those fleets Mm -hmm. are driving big sedans from one of those two companies. They're by and large not driving the Ford versions. So GM and Dodge can survive, and Ford goes, that doesn't make any sense. pretty
0: amazing to me. And the more that I think about this, I've had all day to think this over and Mm -hmm. mull it through. I guess we've seen it coming for a long time because you just brought up police fleets. Mm -hmm. And then here we have the Edge ST and the Explorer ST versions. And everybody wondered, why would you do that? And then they dropped this announcement. Here's why you do that, yeah. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you know how you and yeah. I have been saying for quite a while now that Ford has been building a performance version of every car and truck they make in every category? Yes. We can
1: That's continue now gone.
0: to say that, but just the cars are gone. <laughs> interesting point. Because of the SUVs. We make the a HST. performance version
1: of everything, or we don't make it at all.
0: Or we just don't make it and we've That's left cars behind. The cars will continue to be made, of course, in Europe and everywhere else on the planet because Americans have Montana, Wyoming, Utah, Texas, Colorado, wide open spaces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eastern California,
1: hello. But you make up a great point. The last decade, you and I have been celebrating Ford a lot Yeah. because they have had, if you're an enthusiast, if you're a person that loves to drive, whatever your budget is, we have a car that matches your budget new. Starting with the Fiesta mm-hmm. ST and going all the way to the Ford GT, we have a car for you, and it's right. genuinely really good for your money. And now they're they're gutting the entire lineup. Am I going to miss the Fusion or the Taurus?
0: No, but on the other hand, you know, you see them everywhere. You see them. You but know, the Fiesta and the Focus, we're going to miss. But yes, those cars will, will be missed here. Mm-hmm. We'll For just sure. have to fly to Germany. You'll have to come with us and drive them on the pilgrimage trip. If you want those cars, you just have to come <laughs> with us. But there's a few questions on here that I'd like to get to. I, I'm thinking about all these other manufacturers that we know and associate mm-hmm. with cars. You mentioned FCA and Dodge and Chrysler brands. Now, they've got their SUVs, they've got mm-hmm. the big ones too. Well, but of course. I associate Dodge and I think of cars first, and then I think of the Durango, you know, and I think of Acura. And what about. Aston Martin and Ferrari and mm-hmm. you know all these companies that will never make an SUV. And then Lamborghini goes, plop, here yeah. you
1: go. We're doing it too. Here's where the money is, yeah, for sure. And, and for sure. that's
0: really all I see this is. They're just... I, I wouldn't say they're caving. They're just you know, they're not charity organizations. They're going where the money money. is at. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, okay. And because Christopher M you're writing to us, why does it seem North Americans have such a wholeheartedly accepted the lie? You have to have a massive land barge. (laughs) If you do anything aside from having one person in the car. Yeah. Well, yeah. And Ty's writing us and saying, I think Ford's short sighted on this because of the gas prices going up. Mm. Well, the turbocharged smaller engines can be put in the Fords now. Yeah tie actually has an f-150 as well yeah so that that 2.7 liter that could probably even go smaller displacement in the future keep Amazing the size about, of the car yeah. and keep reducing the engine so maybe it's in the corner of the engine bay when you open the hood yeah it's a battery in one corner yeah and the engine
1: in the other corner and the rest was just space yeah, yeah
0: I can, hey
1: more space there you go carry more stuff
0: what else uh <laughs> damn it Patton is asking us which model do we think forward will regret phasing out the most in the future you know, should we all go buy STs, Fiestas, and Focus STs yeah, right now? Are they going to go up in value? Honestly, I don't think they are. No, I doubt it. But to assuage your fears, building parts and continuing to build parts and service and supply all that kind of stuff will last for a decade. Yeah, for afterwards. sure. Afterwards. That'll continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just good business. Yeah, for sure. But then sure. good business is also going where the money's at, and if the trend is... People are going that direction. My fear is the enthusiasts and the enthusiasts you and I serve and mm-hmm. the cars that we love to drive. Are people going to such larger cars and just craving that? Is the enthusiast driving spirit being diminished? Yeah. Is it not kindled by the lack of the small, fun, enthusiast cars that we love? Well, I'm but, concerned, but back,
1: back to Christopher's initial question, I want to say this. I think, I think what's happened Okay, and and I say this because I have just for the first time this week it's starting to feel like summertime in Utah. And the last two yeah, days finally. is the first two days in a row I've driven the Lotus in probably five months. There's been a lot of single days because we had a, a kind of a weird winter. A lot of single days I headed out for a day, but then it was put away again because there was another storm coming or whatever. The last two days I've driven it back to back, and it's been interesting. I, I enjoyed it even more today than I did yesterday. Hmm. It's something about my brain. And and again, I was driving a Mini. It's like I was driving something huge. But my brain being recalibrated to all the things about the Lotus that are A, hard, and B, awesome. Mm, And just understanding, okay, here's the sacrifice. Every vehicle has its sacrifices. If you have a big luxury, your your expedition. An amazing everything, all your gear and all the people you've ever met can (laughs) haul in that car and be unbelievably comfortable. But what's your sacrifice? Well, Don't go around a corner fast and don't expect quick braking. And all of the fun part of the driving isn't there, but look at all the stuff you gained. The Lotus is the reverse of that equation. So the thing I think happens, Christopher, is that we've all been conditioned to the niceties of a car – Okay, all of the stuff a car can have to make it comfortable and nice. And, oh, the stereo is great. And I like the the feel of this seat. Oh, look, this has cooled seats. And, oh, the steering mm-hmm. wheel just got hot. And all of these kind of things that we like. That add weight. <laughs> that add weight. So even your typical sedan now weighs around 3,500 pounds. So if the sedans weigh 3,500 pounds and the SUVs weigh 3,700 pounds, and, oh, now I can see a little further in traffic because the huge truck in front of me, I'm the same height as him. It starts to, it's, it's, it's incremental. Incrementally, it's moving people away from a life experience that, is, that comes, I submit to you, only from small, lightweight cars. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. cars that are small and lightweight, Fiesta ST, I'll stay away from the Lotus for a second, Fiesta ST weighs 2,700 pounds. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. One of the reasons that is so fun is just because it's light. If you think about a sedan that's 3700 and your Fiesta's 2700, you've lost a 1000 pounds. And I'm not even good at math, okay? But if you put somebody that's that's used to large cars in a small car, it will feel so foreign to them. And that can, but but light stuff is fun stuff generally. Mhm. So you have people are so away from that life experience that they that they don't know what they're missing. That's part of from a, from a experiential standpoint. And then the second thing is it's uh, we all have this to some degree. It's fear. It's sure, fear. Sure. Of I can see that. What if something happens? And I will admit it crosses my mind in the lotus in some situations because I am by far the smallest, most fragile thing on the road. And my legs are way out front. Yeah. You're also the most nimble and I I
0: maintain the safest cars, the ones that avoid completely in the first place the accident, whatever that is.
1: I've discovered, and I'll mention this again when I do this new long-term piece, but I've discovered I drive that car like most people ride motorcycles, sport bikes. When there is a cluster of trucks in front of me and a bunch of traffic, I find the hole, I downshift, and I'll hit 100 or whatever I need to to get out of this cluster because nobody will see me. I realize I'm solar yellow, but I got to get out and so mm-hmm. even here i am a guy that that believes and loves small stuff but when i'm driving around and everything around me is a skyscraper on the move i start thinking this is i'm i'm the most most concerning here i'm the one that should be really cautious because i'm the first one done yeah and that that's that you, you put kids in the car i saw that 16 year old girl last uh, last year 16-year-old girl driving an enormous 2,500 Chevy that she could barely keep in her lane. Yikes. But you know the parents were like, this will keep you safe. This is the problem. It's the combination of not knowing the benefits of light. I'm sorry. I've made this far longer than I meant to. Not knowing the benefits of light combined with we're afraid of what might happen so bigger is better. That's the problem.
0: Well, I think all of this discussion comes down to really one question Mm. that I want to hear your thoughts on. But the question is, will other manufacturers follow suit? Mm. Is Ford doing this going to create every other car manufacturer thinking, well, what do they know that we don't? Mm. And the answer, I think, is no. Mm. And here's why. Ford has their niche. They build trucks. They build Mm -hmm. great vehicles. Mm -hmm. But the bread and butter in North America and, and America is trucks. Yeah, yeah. Now, think of Mazda. They don't build a full-size pickup truck. Nope, they don't. Think of Kia, Hyundai, Acura, on and on and on. Mm-hmm. BMW, well, Mercedes now is the X-class, but whatever. Hi, yeah. Nissan. None of those companies have built their reputation or their pricing or business model mm-hmm. on what Ford has. So therefore, Ford is doing what's good for Ford.
1: Yeah, I agree And I agree with when that they lot. were
0: led by Mark Fields, they mm-hmm. couldn't even pronounce electric. They. It was the heady days of just, pickup truck sales and low Funny. fuel prices yeah, yeah. and on and on and on. I do like that Jim Hackett is thinking about what's next and mm. I do. Mm. I think that some smaller cars are coming from Ford. They just Maybe. might not be considered small sedans and they're mm, going to be we'll looking at electric. This is the same transformation that Volkswagen is going through right now. After the diesel scandal, <laughs> they're all about electric cars and they're yeah. transforming Big the time. brand and image Big and time. everything towards electric. This is what Ford is doing now is to yeah hey, you know, it's just not profitable, but look at the things that we do build. Let's double down on that, and I think what's going to be coming is some electric stuff, some ride sharing stuff some different yeah. that leaves the door open for future products. Sure, just because sure. the small sedans and small stuff is going away it's still built in the rest of the world yeah that is it's still going to be building point. millions of these cars well,
1: worldwide and the Ford F-150 is not their best selling vehicle because it sells anywhere but here right which is insane right. to think about
0: so therefore I think the answer for this is no car mm-hmm, companies are going mm-hmm. to do what is good for them and their yeah. brand where they have their buyers well look at it
1: this way Nissan though we mourn the fact that they have gone to crazy styling and not enthusiastic cars, all with CVTs. Mm-hmm. Their bread and butter car is the Altima. Very and much Toyota so. Toyota makes their money on the Camry. Yeah. And Honda makes their money on the Accord. Absolutely. And so th- none that of them That is are their
0: one F-150 equipment. Yes,
1: exactly. And so is. none of them are leaving. Meanwhile, Ford's looking at their balance sheet and going, well, the Fusion and the Taurus are never in the top 10. They're right. never the top 10. Right. The Ford F-150 is selling out here. Oh, look, the Edge is doing Okay. None of people are buying these. They're gone. You know, it's the same, it's the same way. Look, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Why hasn't Nissan redone the Z? And why hasn't Nissan done an updated GTR? Because those are major niche cars. Sure. And as much as we want them, the, the money is over here in the CVT Ultima.
0: <laughs> I hate to say it. There but it is. Yeah. You know? You know, do we see Subaru making a pickup truck? And by
1: the way, Subaru doesn't make small, tiny cars anymore. True. No, the Outback is enormous. The Outback is about the size of a Chevy Traverse. Honestly, yeah, it really I'm surprised
0: because every time I see a new one, I'm going, "When when did they
1: inflate? When what, did they get huge? What happened? Follow one of a Lotus and f- suddenly feel like you're following a <laughs> suburban. That's what really happens. Yeah,
0: cars are still significant. I think they will be hyundai doubling down with cars like a kia stinger That's a big car mm-hmm. it and is. it is a car
1: i hope that thing sells man because i mean Maybe let's too. be honest the ss is gone why because of low sales because yeah. it's a big rear-wheel drive enthusiast friendly sedan
0: well it's up to us to revitalize the enthusiast sedan driving community we got to put our money where it, shouldering it is shouldering this yeah, entire yeah. community here i feel like not really <laughs> <laughs> <Thanks laughs>
1: we just for being, thanks for being with us it. that's the cool yeah
0: <laughs> agreed Wow, that was incredible. But it's an ongoing story. I think it's developing. Mm -hmm. Ford will continue to produce new things. And I think this actually leaves room for new stuff in their models. They have to wipe this away, Hmm. get it off their plate, retool, and that kind of leaves them open for the future. We'll see. I think it's actually a good business I'll be very curious to see. Crazy enough. But... That just means, again, we're going to have to go to Germany to drive the fun stuff because yes, it'll be made. So. I guess so. The next Focus RS, whatever that is. Alpine
1: the A110. That's the top and the only thing on my list of driving yeah, in is. Europe right now. But anyway, we should talk about Gerard writing to us. We're actually getting to a car debate. Uh, he works the, uh, the night shift. But unfortunately, his night shift job means he's got about a 70-mile commute, but he goes to work. When traffic is going home and he goes home when traffic is going to work. Now you might be thinking, Oh, that's cool. That means he has no traffic. No, in LA, <laughs> because LA is such a, a, a sure. transient job market. It, it's, it's in LA. You have all the traffic or the people that do the nine to five that exists. Right. Oh yeah. But you also have all the people that they work odd hours because they're in the film industry. Those folks commute. All the time. And then you have the people that because they work in the film industry or they're artists or whatever, they don't go to any job at any normal hour. So they're just driving whenever. The result is there is no time of no traffic. <laughs> Wherever you are driving, traffic. Yeah. So he has to, he's still commuting in traffic, just he's going the opposite way of everybody else. He is uh, 28. He has two kids. And so actually, sorry, he has, he has a one-year-old about to be two. I just misread that. But there that is. Needs a fun commuter with four doors.
0: Yeah, he's... Uh... Got this Prius in his life, 2012 Toyota Prius, and he estimates that about 30% of his traffic driving is stop and go, 70% normal freeway driving, so okay. He just recently sold the 2004 Camry that he put 300,000 miles on, and he's about to sell their 98 Honda Prelude. I always kind of dug those things. they cool. The, They're like genuinely cool. I the 89 cool. Preludes.
1: But like well, those 90s ones cool. were a surprisingly fun car. Pop-up and very, headlights and, and everything. At, they were really cool. Super cool.
0: All right, so he doesn't say, plan on selling the Prius. His wife does like it and plans on using
1: it even though it's slow, he says. Well, that's the thing he hates about it. He hates that it's slow, but he likes the fact that it just runs. It's, yeah. it's, it is, for them, yeah. the perfect appliance. It runs. It gets decent gas mileage. It doesn't cost them money to run. So as a result, his wife will keep driving it.
0: It is fast, actually. You just have to floor the throttle and modulate your speed with the brake. Just keep your right foot pinned. You're
1: right. You did discover that,
0: yes. It's excellent. Yes. And then you can surprise people off the line. A Prius is beating me? Yeah. What?
1: You're right. That is the way. You, it's It's, it's hard to, to envision, but this really is the way that Paul drives the Prius, is that the accelerator pedal is on the carpet constantly.
0: The eco's flashing. Like, why aren't you in eco mode? What are you doing to me? And and you're you're just left
1: foot braking when you have to modulate. It's kind of like driving a cart, actually. That's how you drive the Prius and you make it quick. So anyway, the Prius is staying. He's hoping for uh, four doors. Power, power, power. Oh, and comfortable. $20,000. This is what we're dealing with. At $20,000. So he is, (laughs) I love the fact that he's been economical with the Prius. Yeah. And now he's like, you know what? V6, V8, turbo, four, surprise me. I'd like some power.
0: <laughs> Gerard says, "Paul, I've learned that kids are expensive, so please stick to twenty thousand as best as possible." I hear you, my friend. I am I'm acknowledging that he doesn't do any track, autocross, or canyon driving. He doesn't shave seconds off lap times. Mm-hmm. He is a traffic ninja. His goal is to shave minutes <laughs> off his commute times.
1: Awesome, awesome. I hear you. I hear you.
0: I am actually proud of the wild card, and I think it's the card really? you should get. Okay, but I do want to mention two that I think you should investigate. That okay. is the 2015 Audi A4 2.0. Mm-kay. You can find a lot of them for 20 grand. Yes, true. 40, 30, 30,000 to 40,000 miles from sure, there. it's that's good. 2013 Mazda Speed 3 Touring found you one mm. with only 15,500 miles, 18 grand.
1: That's good. That's a good find. Could be fun. That's a good find. Lots of hilarious torque steer. Yes, and very and genuinely fast. I mean, coming out of your Prius is going to be a different world. I I wondered. <laughs> exactly. I, I will have to say that I actually stayed all things available in auto because of the LA commute. Fair but enough. If you can, but if you can rock the manual, that's a that's a great find. I like that one a lot.
0: Here's my wild card, Gerard. Twenty sixteen. Okay. Buick Regal GS. Oh really? With sixteen thousand five hundred miles. Yeah brand new car in black for 199.
1: Oh, that's cool. Think of this as Genuinely a $30,000 cool.
0: car for 20k. Yeah. And also you can think of it as the Opel Insignia OPC, the Opel mm-hmm. Performance Center, mm-hmm. all of that. You can think of this as a German car. This car gets well-rated on a lot of review sites. I think you need to check this car out. Look at our video of it. We really liked it. I really liked it. Yeah. And, again, I'm putting everything aside to swallow the Buick badge, and you'll have to do the same, but then you'll have to pe- take people for a drive. So it's a they genuinely fun amazed. car to drive.
1: Good power. Yep. Good dynamics. I Excellent. That's a great wild car. Buick
0: Regal GS. And, Gerard, I'm saying this because... In, uh, in relation to fatherhood, I think it'll keep your insurance bill down. Mm. I think it'll be invisible for you when you are slashing through traffic. Yeah. And I think it's going to be a nice place and comfortable place to be. And the best thing about the 2016 model is it's Android Auto and Apple CarPlay friendly. Even better. It also... That's a new car, man. It's a new car. 16,500 miles. It's in black on well black. Well done. It says mm-hmm. that premium fuel is recommended but not required, so I'm saving okay. you even more money.
1: Well done! Can I, you believe this car? I'm almost embarrassed by my list after that <laughs> one. That is a throwdown wild card. It's the Opel well Insignia
0: done. OPC, better well known as done. the Regal GS in America. Yeah. Nineteen grand. Call it nineteen five. Done. Yeah. Sixteen thousand five hundred miles. Brand new car, my friend. I like that a lot. It's classy. It looks different than the other Regals. Yeah. It looks tight. It looks They're cool. good. They're very cool. It sits cool. right. The stance. It comes with twenties. You can get the manual transmission if you want, but the automatic. You can get the all-wheel drive.
1: There's choices. Mm-hmm. Apple CarPlay. Ah, uh, uh, dude, I think you've done it. I think I. I'm going to still list my cars. but I think you've done it. I mean, I'm, I'm, especially considering he said he drove the Kia Stinger and really liked it, but it's way out of his budget. So that's that's an informative statement, too. He also said he's wary of the STIs and the Evos of the world. He thinks they'll be <laughs> yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to start right there. I'll okay. start right there for a all second. Right. Uh, you really need to go drive them. You really need to go drive the Evo and the STI because what we're talking about here is a fun dad car. Okay? That's sure. What we're talking about. Yeah. And you're going to commute in it, and you'd like to saw through traffic, be the traffic ninja that you're discussing. So I'm going to make two recommendations to you. I stayed all automatics because I thought, okay, you are commuting and this is your dad car so okay instead of the STI though i'm going to say go drive the current WRX good you've never had a car like this 20 grand though can you get it for twenty grand? Oh, not a new one, but a year or two old. You'll find one. Okay. Yeah, of course you will. Or maybe just drive the new one just for a benchmark. Or something. Sure, but but if he's never driven one at all, yeah, go do a test drive. It's yeah. fine. But my point is, yes, it's a CVT. Of the CVTs, it is by far the best. It does it does mimic a transmission, but so it's not like the Nissans or the Toyota Corolla CVTs of the world. It actually works kind of well. Uh, but drive <laughs> drive the WRX because praise, huh? because that turbo is going to be the, the different world you're hoping for. But it is invisible enough in traffic, whereas the STI is, look at me. The WRX can be can be toned down. No so I my wing. Seriously, absolutely. Have so, you seen my wing? <laughs> meanwhile, in, in a similar vein, don't drive the standard Evo 10. Drive the MR only. Oh, good. The DCT, good. it has a little duck tail instead of the wing. If you get it in gray, only I will notice it. And I will wish it wasn't gray. <laughs> but nobody sees that car. Nobody notices what that car is. Hmm. Just gray with the ducktail, it's just a little Mitsubishi sedan, nobody cares. You're quick in that oh car. Oh my gosh, yeah. And the front seats are aggressive, but they're very comfortable. So I think you need to drive both those cars. Like I don't think you're going to find the, the WRX or the Evo MR, I don't think you're going to find that uncomfortable in city use. Hmm. Uh, and I also don't think you're too noticeable and crazy in them either. I don't know that that's the answer, but I think you really should drive those two variants and see what you think. I have to say it, though gti with a dsg good good go go drive a yep. golf gti this is what the gti was made for it's the car that is not really notice me but it's got good room inside and by the way that's quick yeah. hey this dsg is awesome they scamper it's just it's, sure. it's a it's a cool all-arounder you're kind of speaking to exactly what you want i mean i haven't even gotten you in a v6 or anything that's just a little four-cylinder all of these are but Okay, <laughs> with a turbo the size of your head. The turbo is the fun part here, and yes, there's somebody out there saying GTI, why don't you chip it? Yes, you could give it a tune, and now it's even more fast. Mm-hmm. But it still looks like a Golf. Sure. So I think the GTI is worthwhile there. I did think um, Lexus IS 350 F Sport. Can those be had for this price point? Yeah, you really? go back far enough. Yeah, of course you can. Oh, those are- Great cars. Yeah, they're just they're cool cars, and and because you, you had mentioned the GS four hundred and sixty, look, the GS can be cool. You talk about it, you like it because of the V eight. My my big question is, I don't think you need something this big. Sure. And I think as you start to get into bigger and bigger, you're going to lose. We were just talking about it. You're going to lose some of the driver feel. The that is
0: slash through traffic. Although you can slash through traffic in a Unimog.
1: You I mean, you could if you can get up to speed and nobody's going to get in your way. That's for no. sure. I promise you, the Lotus will get out of your way if you come up in a Unimog. You know what? You can have that lane. That lane is yours, my friend.
0: Unimog traffic slashing.
1: Yeah, that's frightening. But anyway, but I think look at that Lexus IS instead of the GS because I think you might be really surprised. And then if you want to spend some gas money and get yourself a nice V8, oh oh, try to find yourself the world's cheapest E90. Oh, I mean, I I think I might be over twenty grand now. But still, that V8 is lush. But having said that, okay, look at that generation E90. What's the biggest engine you can get for your budget? Because below that, you're in what? You're at a Turbo 6, which you're still going to love. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And because you're in L.A., it's not going to be a notice-me car because it's a 3 Series. But plenty of room in the back, genuine power. I think think you have to at least look. But – Excellent. I'm going to come back around to you, Paul, with the Regal GS. You like that, huh? I really like that. I'm kind of digging I this I like car. the unique uh, reality of that. Hopefully, Gerard, something in here is helpful to you. Definitely do some test driving before you try to land on anything here. But uh, there's some good options there, I hope.
0: Yeah, there's plenty. Lots to think about. If you've got your own debate, please write to us. Let us know what you're up to, what's going on. Love to hear your story and surrounding your car buying quandary. EverydayDriverTV at gmail.com or on the website EverydayDriver.com. And again, that Adventures tab is looking you in the eye, wanting you, inviting you to come on the Pilgrimage 2018 trip with us. Guys, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back.
1: In our ongoing quest for a certified Paul-owned car, we have our friends at Brush Hero who you've, you may have even seen it on Shark Tank. Brush Hero is this water-powered cleaning machine. comes with two brushes, the soft brush and the hard brush. I will admit I haven't even tried all of the ways this works. They, they talk about you can use it on barbecue grills. By the way, I will, not, I will say don't use it on a barbecue grill and then use it on your car. Maybe get a different brush head. There is this new... Two brush heads included, starter kit right now that is available a soft one for sensitive surfaces, and uh, you can even have the, the tough one, which I will probably use on wheels. This is what this is really designed for, so I don't have to get a wheel towel. You have a wheel towel, I don't have a wheel towel. This is what Brush Hero is for. It's an impressive amount of torque, it's entirely water driven. There's no engine, there's no motor or electronics or anything. The torque of the water coming through your hose spins the head and provides water to the head. This is Brush Hero. It's trying to make your life easier while cleaning your car.
0: You've gotta fight the war on muck with the Brush Hero as the ultimate cleaning and detailing tool. It's a great gift for Father's Day and there's gift sets for every budget. They've even got extensive line of accessories. And now everyday driver listeners are getting a special offer. You can go to brushhero.com and use the promo code DRIVER to get 10% off any order over $50 plus free shipping. You can also find Brush Hero on Amazon or at select Costco stores, but to get the exclusive offer, go to BrushHero.com, use the promo code DRIVER, get 10% off, and free shipping on your order over $50. Here's some useful car tips you might not be aware of. A coffee filter and a little bit of olive oil can clean your interior. Removing excess weight from your car will improve gas mileage. And you can place your key fob to your chin to increase its range. It's kind of weird, right? Well, here's another tip you might also not know about. TrueCar also helps people
1: get used cars. That's right, TrueCar isn't just for buying new cars. With their certified dealer network and nationwide inventory of nearly 1 million used cars, you'll enjoy real pricing on actual inventory and a simpler buying experience, whether you buy new or used. And with TrueCar, users can see what others paid. You know, so you'll
0: know if you're getting a good deal before you buy. They're also more likely to enjoy a faster buying experience by connecting with True Car certified dealers. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, check out TrueCar and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features are not available in all states.
1: Technology Truths, brought to you by GEICO. Technology Truths. Truth, you will certainly send any text about your supervisor to your supervisor.
2: What's with Janet Spang's? Did she lose a bet with a weed whacker? (laughs) LOL. And sent. Wait, no, 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 no,
1: no. Truth. It's so easy to switch and save on car insurance at GEICO.com.
0: Janet, I think my phone was hacked or something.
1: GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. We have quite a few listeners that listen because you're long-haul trucking. Which is really cool so we have uh, a seth writing to us and he is a long haul trucker with his wife and they he 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 starts the email by saying just so you know this is what i do my wife travels cross country with me and we just for better and for worse sold my frs that we were both in love with they both loved it mm, but they yeah. sold it so they could travel cross country together and they could just be together there's no bills they're they're traveling in their house and they've been enjoying that for a while But life changes come up, and now everything's changing.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's um, been bill-free and living in this truck because they sold the FRS that they have, that 2013 FRS, that he said he bought from listening to our podcast, and he brought it back to the bank, but enabled them to be free and save money for other adventures, such as a vacation across the country Mm -hmm. in between work, his wife's knitting addiction, as one has, <laughs> and his road cycling addiction, which is yeah. excellent. So he grew up in Visalia, California, a 15-minute drive from the same road the car and driver uses to test their Driver of the year car. I guess yeah. it's Highway 198. It's gorgeous up he there. Said, this was yeah. my backyard, so he's definitely an enthusiast. Uh, the important part here, and we are sorry for this, sorry to hear the news. His brother-in-law was recently in a bad car accident and is paralyzed from the waist down. We're really, yeah. really sorry to hear that. His wife will be his caretaker and uh, Seth's so wife, and then they'll, they're they going to be moving to Florida. Yep. So what that means is the car that they were shopping for is a manual four-door rear-wheel drive, large trunk for a wheelchair, and medical supplies. And if possible, a little comfort, a little class for mm-hmm. his wife. I get that. Thank you for writing your car history. You've got a couple of El Caminos in there, two of them. Yeah. And Chevy's Dodges, Chevy c 20 he had a long gap of no car commuting because he was riding his bike everywhere, which is yeah, cool. Which is very cool. Honda Rebel. He said that almost did put him in a hospital. He loves BMWs, and then this Cyan FRS recently. Yeah. But his
1: budget is going to be very creative. We'll say this is where this gets hard. You hear this whole story, and you're like, okay. I'm sorry for the for the loss here of of her her brother. Just he's his whole life is different now. Yeah. Well, I think all their lives are different. exactly, and I think it's great that you and your wife are stepping in to help there. Yeah. So there's a big curveball in this story. So we're sorry to hear that. We applaud you guys for helping. And and but I'm thinking through all this, going okay, I've got some ideas, and then you throw this at us. You've given me a budget of eight grand. You've given Paul a budget of nine grand. Oh, and then there's the the asterisk. You have to tell the asterisk.
0: Well, I can't because I might mention the word. I'll do it. You have to do it. You're right.
1: Uh, Paul is allowed to do $10,000 if he never mentions the word Porsche.
0: I haven't done it in the podcast. You haven't yet. done it
1: so far, which I do applaud. I'm I just by on the way, my hands on by my the hair. way, we are trying to stay within the rules, Seth. I mentioned Porsche. Paul did not. See, so Paul has as much as ten grand. I'm going to try to operate under ten grand uh, to try to find this large car. Um, I'm going to say right away, Pontiac G8. I wondered. Pontiac G eight, big trunk, big car, all day long for yeah, ten grand, for sure, for sure. Give mean, yourself I'm the working with, with ten grand because I'm still safe at this point. Yeah, you are. So anyway, I've so yeah. that Budget, baby. <laughs> the the Pontiac G eight, and uh, that should have fold down rear seats, which adds to every equation. All of the ones I'm looking at should be fold down rear seats, which helps you a lot.
0: This is an interesting request because I thought, all right, yeah, the, the G eight popped into my mind, but so did an E thirty nine BMW five series. That 540i, ooh, V8 manual yeah. transmission, rear wheel drive. The problem is, Seth and family, it's a BMW, mm-hmm. and anything from an E39 era is going to have some miles on it, and it therefore require sure. some maintenance. For sure, and I don't want you to get nickel and dime from a German car, even though it's going to be awesome and do everything because you have BMW in your history. Yeah, and that's a cool. That's a
1: cool one. A really cool, especially one, if you sure. find
0: a low mileage, low mileage example it's still going to require some maintenance that you're probably going to need to put that money elsewhere, especially considering your budget.
1: Mm -hmm, Interesting.
0: Yeah. So I want to offer some guidance, we'll
1: say, and tweak
0: your thinking just a little bit because I do have a car for you.
1: Okay, good. I have one. You're, you're really pulling out the, the interesting shots tonight. I'm hoping this works. Okay, keep going because it's a big car. It's bigger than you
0: think. Okay. It's the 99 to 2001 Acura TL. It got smaller mm-hmm. for the subsequent generations. It decreased in size. Okay. But this TL, the 3.2 TL, is actually a big car with a big trunk now. Front-wheel drive, automatic, mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. It doesn't fit yeah. those, those things. Mm-hmm. But this is a large, comfortable car. It's going to be reliable. There's a lot of them for, for sale. I found one with 92,000 miles hmm. for, I forget what it was, four or five grand. But then at Mile High Honda in Denver, I Uh-oh. found a 2003.2 TL with 34,000 miles. Seriously? For $7,200. Wow. Done. I think that's your car, Seth. Done. I mean, it's not the, you know, drop it in a second and, you know, traction control off kind of driving. It's not. You're right. But it's a large car. It's got class style. It's going to run, mm-hmm. run and run and mm-hmm. run. Most of them that I found are two hundred and twenty, two hundred and sixty thousand 260,000 miles. Yeah. So, you know, it's yeah. just going to be a long-term car. And especially if you can find this one, a year 2000 Acura with only 34,000 miles. Hmm. Talk about little old light lady owning this car. Yeah, and just for sure. Putzing for around sure. in it. 7,200 bucks. That's your car. Tempting.
1: Really tempting. Not
0: a car like it. I think that is your car.
1: Yeah. I see I see where you're going. I like that. You're, you're finding, you've got some real gems tonight. You've just dug up some great stuff. I have to Thank mention I, two others. Sometimes, yeah. yeah.
0: Sometimes you think of it. Sometimes. That's the interesting
1: thing about the podcast is, I mean, the stuff that we think up yeah, that strikes us when we read some of your emails. That's the cool thing about all yeah. the different emails too is you could read two emails back to back and the the range of cars that pop into your mind that don't relate to each other at all is kind of shocking. But a lot of times it's
0: the story connected to the car. It's of times. hey, here's time. the budget and here's the stuff. Absolutely. Well, that might not work for you just because it's a car and it exists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What might you like? So learning about people and yeah. what their proclivities are, what they're like. What totally. They're
1: into. I do have to say I have two others. The problem with these, uh, they are not rear-wheel drive, but I think they're real contenders here. Okay, you need good. to drive them both. The Honda Accord, yeah, available stick sure. shift. Has good room, has good tech, has a great size trunk. You need to at least find one and drive it. And in the same vein, I actually think it may be the better choice than the Accord is the Acura TSX. Good. Available all day long in a manual. I looked up and I scrolled through pages, Seth, of these cars in the like 06 to 09 model years for your budget. Probably nice ones for 10 grand. Stick shift, it is, it is a variant on the Honda Accord to begin with. But you've got fold-down rear seats. You've got a good-sized trunk. You've got a Honda under there. It's just going to run. And those, the, the reason I bring up both the Accord and this Acura is because these are genuinely fun-to-drive, front-wheel-drive sedans. You can get ones that aren't, mm-hmm. certainly, all day long. But these are genuinely fun to drive. Put some good tires on it. They have good stick shifts in them. I think you would actually like this, even though it doesn't do the rear-wheel-drive thing. That's where this gets harder sure I mean you could you could shop the world's most beat down uh charger. you could go that way. you can get magnums for this. oh. You could get a Magnum. Magnums. Now, I, can you find the right combination <laughs> of the Magnum for your budget that's not too beat down at stick? Does Magnum come in stick? It doesn't Nelson even and have Lambo doors. It doesn't. Because it might have it Lambo doesn't. doors. But you could put the fake Bentley grill on the front and really confuse you could. people.
0: You could. magnetize it and drive it through
1: Pep Boys. You could. <laughs> that's happened many times. It's practically the official car of that Pet Boys right do we need right to there.
0: outline our door shut lines with chrome? Tape? Don't know.
1: But now it's better. But you what? could. But seriously, Magnums are all over the place at, at this price. If you want to get the full you know shooting brake wagon you know could be a hearse vehicle they're cool (laughs) don't get me wrong they're cool but they're big hearse kind of yikes but i think i think they're only somebody's going to correct me i feel like they're only auto i feel like i've ever seen one that was manual yeah, maybe I'm wrong there but anyway maybe it's just I haven't seen one but I know that Acura has it but again the Magnum is back to rear wheel drive I mean there's options here it just depends on where you want to go so I will put the, the G8 and the Magnum in one in one pool and I'll sure. put the Accord and the TSX in the other these are options for you that would be I think all of the above
0: that's good Thank you both for writing to us. And like I said, we want to hear your stories
1: and your Mm -hmm. car debates Mm -hmm. as well. Two scroll rule, please. It helps us. Paragraphs also really help. Yes. I'm a big believer in paragraphs. The wall of text makes me tired. I have to say, I open up just like, oh. (laughs) Just melt. Anyway, thank you guys again. Really appreciate it. Yeah, please write to us.
0: Jump into questions on social media here. There's jstrong235 on Instagram who says, I really want to get into rally. Mm -hmm. Do you guys know the best way to get into that sport? Yes, we do. Dirtfish.com, if you go yeah. to like Dirtfish. It's a great place. As a matter of fact, David Higgins is sponsored. He's got an association. He's a seven-time champion. The guy's amazing. And also, T.J. Fry, who is one of our instructors mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. Ford Performance School out yeah. here at UMC. Uh, I can't remember if it was for the ST Octane Academy or the Mustangs. Do you remember? Was it the Mustangs? that? He I think must- it
1: was Mustangs. Yeah, I thought so, too. Mustangs.
0: Great driver, good mm-hmm. guy, For sure. learned a For lot sure. from him, yeah. so he's associated with Dirtfish as well, and you'll yeah. see them in the now-defunct Red Bull Global Rallycross, but <laughs> they're in a bunch of other different places yeah. too. So yeah, check that out, and they can instruct you from very beginnings all the way to buying your own car, yeah. safety gear, good point. races to get point. into… And all these drivers have an association with
1: Dirt Fish, too. So check those guys That's out. That's cool. That's cool. Also on Instagram, I've got I, I, the gentleman is asking me a question. Uh, so he's saying, Todd, if your son was of driving age right now, oh, yeah. what car would you buy him as his first car? He's saying both realistically and money, no object. I'm not going to put a 16-year-old in a money, no object car. Just across the board, <laughs> not happening. I'm sorry, not happening.
0: You mean like social media TV stars? It's just their it's, kids? it's not happening.
1: I I, I not it say needs. Their names. It needs to be a car that is okay. You dinged it. Yeah, that's what it needs to be. So the money is no object is out. But I will tell you honestly, if I was buying for him right now, the absolute top of my list, and I think he would be all about it, would be an eighty-six. It's good. I He's would. He's got get a relationship it. with the eighty-six. He does. Too. He does. But here's the that thing. owned one. It's it's. It's a little more usable than the Miata. I, would, I mean, Miatas are great for this as well. I know I'm the weird guy that says that, but the Miatas are great for this too. But it's a little more usable than the Miata. I have no concerns of them driving it year-round because it's hard top. Obviously, I did it. It would be all about good tires, good summer tires, sure. good winter yeah. tires. But because of its nature, we've talked about it up one side and down the other, this is not a I got myself in trouble with all this power car. That's not the problem. <laughs> you get it in a manual. It's got a good manual. It teaches good dynamics. It's not very heavy. I, that is the beginning and end of my list. If I was picking it right now, it would be one of those for him all day long.
0: No, I agree. It's a question from Ed the Sled. Thank you for writing. Instagram says, what is the American 911? Hmm, Wouldn't that be the Corvair?
1: <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> Nicely done.
0: Wouldn't wouldn't that be the Corvette? Just asking. <laughs> I know you're thinking that's, Corvette. That's not what Cadillac-y. he's thinking. It's not know, what he's thinking. But, I, but to, I like where you went. That's, I had that's excellent. To steer you. That's very nice. Yes. Know, there you go. But yes, the Corvette is usually put up against the 911. Mm-hmm. I didn't say the word. Did you notice? Yes.
1: Well done. You have. You did. You did duck <laughs> that. Uh, that the, the P word Oof. there. Well done. Very good. Very yeah. Good. Yeah. Since you can't say that, I will. Uh, Clement Lau wrote in a uh, Track Daily crush on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Uh, This This is is a good one, actually. It is a good one. The BMW M2 Competition Pack, the Porsche Cayman GT4, Ah. and the Lotus Evora 400 Track Daily Crush. I actually think this is a harder one for you than it is for me because I'm going to say, look, I like the M2. I'm sure the, the Competition Pack is great. I'm still going Cayman GT4 for Track and Lotus Evora for Daily, and I'm crushing the Competition Pack. It's still happening. Strangely,
0: I agree with that. I'm surprised.
1: Strangely. Genuinely surprised to hear you say that. And I want that M2 like you wouldn't believe. That actually speaks quite a bit to how much you liked that Evora 400. I loved the Evora. I loved the Evora all day long. I liked it prior. The 400 is a fantastic refinement of that car.
0: It's the refinement that it needs to compete Mm -hmm. with a Cayman or any... such cars from said brand
1: yes bravo you're doing very well i'm trying you're doing I'm being very delicate very well. i'm doing
0: yeah. the dance over here well it's time to talk water because rescue pet motorsports our friend there he's asking my thoughts on detailing a car with deionized water
1: i'm gonna go and come back i <laughs> Well, a there's, there's a watch about, question later. That I know. What, I I, I, decided I, I, <laughs> I did not note either the watch question or the water the, question. There's drool
0: forming at the side. of his mouth. How on earth are we talking everyone?
1: about water for the second time in two podcasts?
0: Here's the deal. I'm talking about water because I've got an inline water filter from Griot's Garage that I use. It takes the minerals out of the water. That
1: you've had forever.
0: Yes. Yeah. So you have to... You have to replace the filters, obviously. They go bad after use, and so you have to keep replacing them. And they're not inexpensive. (laughs) Well, he said... I
1: have a hose. That's
0: really the beginning of it. But yeah, go on. Yikes. I'm cringing anyway. uh, He asked because there's a mobile detailer at our house now, and he was surprised when he said he didn't need our water source because he was probably using deionized water, which is very similar to distilled water, which you can buy, but the the inline water filter will do most. deionized water is generally used at a high level for washing electronics. Yes, if you didn't know, anytime electronics are made, they clean them with deionized water or also what's called ultra pure water, which is essentially scientific grade water. <laughs>
1: Scientific it, grade it exists, water. but
0: what they do oh. is they clean the, the flash out of, mm-hmm. out of the production process, and they have to clean these boards with all the electronic components, so you think, oh, I can just drop my phone in the toilet now, and I'll be fine. Not really, because of the battery, and now there's electricity coursing through all those components, yeah. but this is yeah, yeah. upon manufacture, before power is applied, they're put in a gigantic industrial dishwasher, and electronic components are washed. Now, I'm going to caution you from the ultra-pure water because you don't want to drink it. It's so pure that if you drink it, it will pull the minerals out of your body, and it could kill you. It's so pure. I mean, they take gases and ions and minerals and everything out of it. It's so pure. But Whose job is that part? It's It exists. And it's, what do you do? I make
1: scientific it's water. It's industrial water. It's so pure. I'm in the scientific water game. You can...
0: Do your own research, but deionized I'm water. Do my own
1: jokes is what I'm going to do, but yeah.
0: <laughs> You're just going to start there and you know hammer it. on me. I know. Absolutely. That's a, that's a good step, and that's as far as detailers need to go. <laughs> that's fine. I'm fine with the inline water filter just because the water is hard here where we live yeah, in it Utah. It's it just a lot of mineral content, and softening things up makes for easier drying, and the car stays spot free longer. The end. I'm off of water. You didn't know water was so complicated. You hand. Didn't.
1: I didn't. I don't want it to be. You hand. Hand somebody a business card. It says Scientific Water. Scientific director Water. Director of Director of Scientific <laughs> Water. It exists. They wash all your phones. Everything electronic gets washed. Executive Vice President of Scientific Water. <laughs> <I>, That's that, <laughs> that Just it doesn't get cool. There's no. There's no. There's no string of of qualifications in front of that that makes that cool. What is your business card like? An eyedropper? Probably. <laughs> anyway. Your business card is, is, is actually your business card is white and almost entirely blank. You just kind of look at it in the right angle, and it you can is. barely see the name or on you, there. It,
0: it magically appears when you dip it under the oh, water. And you no. submerge it, and it
1: appears. I'm giving you uh, gold here. All right, we need to move on to anything, <laughs> anything else. Uh, <laughs> Luigi de Guzman wrote in on Facebook and is asking tire selection help. He's looking to replace his OEM P0s on his uh, 2017 Mustang GT. Probably we're out by the end of the summer. He doesn't track. He doesn't autocross. It's his only car. Doesn't have space for winter wheels. You don't tell us where you live. Ah, yes. This is my big question because your actual question is, what about the Michelin Pilot Sport AS threes? Okay, so this is one of their performance all season tires. It's actually the tires I had on my FRS when I bought it. They mm-hmm. had ta- that the prior owner had taken off the terrible eco tires and put AS threes on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was a noticeable improvement from the car stock. Now there was a noticeable improvement again going to Pilot Supersports. But the AS3s, I have to say, honestly, because I did drive them a couple times in light snows. They are a very solid uh, all-season tire. But my question to you, Luigi, is where are you? Because if you're in a place where it rarely gets below 40 degrees, I'm just going to say to you, buy the performance summer tire and run them all the time. Mm -hmm, If you are in a place where it's below 50 degrees, below 40 degrees a lot, then, yeah, okay, the all-seasons, I guess. I guess, but. I just I I'm still of the demeanor an all-season tire is a one-size-fits-all shirt. Technically you're covered. But if you went and actually bought it your size it would be better. This is the reality of tires.
0: All right, there's uh got time for a design breakdown of this new Maybach
1: SUV that landed. I'm going to go drink some science water.
0: <laughs> science water. Stand back! I'm gonna make some. Is that a band?
1: And what do they play? They play. They play very electronic music, like hyper electronic music. going be with all the sequenced weird, and yeah. with the weird '80s sunglasses that come off the side of your face in a point. Is anybody with me here? Okay. Sure. And they open the, for
0: Daft Punk and hyper
1: electronica. We right. call ourselves Science Water. I'm telling you, that's the good stuff. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, gonna yeah. be my band. Anyway, okay. yeah.
0: Really quickly, Nico M is asking about this Maybach SUV. It dropped. I like what Mercedes is doing Ugh. with their their design elements. But the shape is an inflated three-box design, if you look at it, which I don't like.
1: It looks like when they tried to make a balloon version of a car and you bought that and went, it almost looks like the car. Yes. Now, here's why they did that. Because the design director,
0: Gordon Wagner, says... Likes that, balloons? Well, maybe. Sorry. I don't know he said that ultimate luxury is about space okay i think space and and you mean, physical space around yeah lots of room that's number 2 ultimate luxury is time good it is not Excellent. space that's I, number 2 now you're getting all mixed.
1: philosophical here yeah
0: so time time to get yourself to a place more quickly. Yes, all the luxury stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The interior is gorgeous. The the detailing and the thought Mm -hmm. behind it is excellent. Let's hope so. I don't understand the two handles that grow out like the the Cayenne grab handles. Mm -hmm. Well, this is not an off-road vehicle. You're not going to be grabbing onto things. Why do you need this growth tentacle thing connecting to the (laughs) instrument panel? I can't answer that. I wasn't in the room. They didn't give me a call. My phone didn't ring.
1: They should have, yeah.
0: However, the exterior design is back to a three-box, overinflated design that mm. I don't think works mm. for a luxury segment. It needed to be more of a coupe shape, a little bit along mm. the lines of an X6 or a Kia Stinger or something like that on a large scale. But then you get back to the trunk back there, and I'll bet you that that low edge of the trunk lip mm. opens at my hips. And
1: you and I are both six foot three. Interesting point. Interesting point.
0: But then I thought, you know what? If you're rich, you're not going to be lifting anything into your own <laughs> trunk. Everybody else is going to be doing it for Jeez. you. So.
1: Jeeves, come lift this. I'm
0: telling you, you're not going to be lifting that into your giant trunk that's way off the ground. So, what do you care? That's funny. Okay, but from a design perspective, I don't agree with the three box look. Mm-hmm. I don't think mm-hmm. it's original. I think it's overinflated and, and swollen,
1: it does. would be that's the word big- I use. It looks like somebody stung it. You're right. This is a very good point. But
0: from the details, the, mm-hmm. the corporate look, the clean shoulder line, the lack of fussiness on the body side, The rear lights, all those elements I like, Mm -hmm. and I can see that applied to a different
1: shape. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. I've got one last question from Max, our friend out in San Francisco. How are you, man? He said, okay, theoretical. If you had two stick shift cars, you Mm -hmm. like them both. One's a turbo. One's naturally aspirated. You have to replace one of them with a fully electric car, a Bolt, a Model 3, whatever. Which do you trade out? Which of those stick shift na- uh, cars goes and why? Is it the naturally aspirated or the turbo? And, Max, I'm going to throw you a curveball. I have an answer here, but it's not what you think. The answer here has nothing to do with which engine. Mm, the yeah. answer here has everything to do with which gearbox is better to row. Ah, I'll give you a it. great example. I'm going to stay right in Subaru. WRX versus BRZ. Sure. WRX has sure. a great yeah. turbo motor. And every time we, we, we did a piece of those two cars compared because it's, they're both sitting on the Subaru lot and they're basically the same price. They're both six speeds. They're both enthusiast cars. Yeah. Yeah. You drive the WRX and you wish for that engine in the BRZ. But here's the thing. The BRZ gearbox is better all day long. So I'm just going to stay right with those two cars. Those two cars in my garage. Yes, the WRX is faster. It goes mm. because the gearbox in the BRZ is just better to row. I'll give you the counterpoint. The Lotus that I have has had a few things done that actually has the best shifter feel of one of the, one of the best shift feels, maybe the best ever of any Elise I've been in. It, typically, they're kind of sloppy. Unfortunately, sure. one in my Elise is actually pretty good. A base Elise, a stock Elise, shifter feel would probably lose to other cars that have stick shift because the Elise is not a great shifter feel from the factory. Mm, So I think the answer here is which one are you enjoying interacting with because the Bolt or the Model 3 is going to warp you to sensations of speed anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So which one's got the better shifter feel, that's the one you keep. It's not about the engine.
0: Dig it. All right, last two questions from me. Willy Willy is asking me about my Cayman GTS. Mm -hmm. Didn't say the word. He said, it's totaled, and I get an insurance payout tomorrow.
1: What do I buy to replace it? Another one. <laughs> <laughs> Paul's going to play the It Was Taken From Me card and throw yeah. down again. I like it. That's good. That's good. And
0: then Arturson asks me, what would I get under fifteen grand right now? Mm. What style or qualities do I look for when buying cars? Because it's we know question. you like the Skittles, the small, like the crazy colors, yeah, really great handling. Mm-hmm. Well, don't get me wrong. I love that stuff too, but I like. I'm all about hot hatches. Mm-hmm. I'd get a GTI, is what I'd get. Okay. I'm all about the comfort and the style and the I originality of that car. But it's got some usability too. It's yeah. fun. It's easy to use. It's just a go-to car for yeah. everything. It works in just about every situation. But it's still really delightful to drive. Okay. And it's not right. the most power in the world for 15 grand. GTI, just get a GTI. I see it. Love okay. it.
1: I can see you say that. And right. I would look for Plaid. Of course you would.
0: Needs the plaid. You've gone plaid. I got it. Yeah. Maybe a little swatch of plaid on my keychain to stop. match. Stop. Okay, or now stop. How about then plaid
1: shoelaces. Then you're get No, then you're going to get one of your watches with a watch band that goes oh, plaid. A that's fabric plaid I know watch watch band. exactly what oh, you are going to
0: do. That's a business right there. I'm giving you more gold, a business to match the interior of your car to your watch band. Something very subtle, maybe just the stitching, maybe the color or the texture of the band. Just to a nod to the interior. This is of the why car? paint
1: to sample exists, folks. Oh, Some what guy a great walks idea. in and goes, "I love the color of my watch band. Let's make the car that color." <laughs>
0: That's Pagani Huayra owners. For normal, it's a owners, lot of others be, though. Can you make a ten dollar watch band that matches the stitching of my car? <laughs> Theoretically, it's <laughs> the other way around. Yeah,
1: I just don't have a watch and I solve it. Yeah, <laughs> it, my, my, my my skin <laughs> goes with everything. It's just I am a person driving <laughs> car. Yes.
0: <laughs> hey, look, my phone tells the time. Right. All right, guys, we got to end it there. But thank you again so much. Really appreciate all your questions as well as your social media questions. Like I keep telling you, write to us and uh, look forward to next time. Cheers, everyone.
1: Let me tell you about Pete, who loved hockey and always wanted to play in the NHL. Pete played since he was three and begged his mom to let him stay on the ice. Why, some nights, he even slept in his hockey skates. Pete practiced and practiced until one day, when he was 47, Pete realized
0: he just wasn't that good. So he threw his skates in the trash. But then he heard how Geico, proud partner of the NHL, could save him money on car insurance. So he switched and saved a bunch. So it all worked out.